Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everyone, it's Patricia Warby Alchemy Therapies here and another in my ongoing series of conversations. And this time uh, I'm with my friend and colleague Paula Fennigan, who is a nutrition and well-being coach. And actually we've, we've just been having a chat, haven't we, Paula, before our recording yeah. here. <laughs> Uh, about the subject we were going to talk about and today I thought what would be a really nice subject is how much is kind of educating people about health and well-being how much is that a part of what you do and you know how tell me a little bit about the approach that you take with people Uh, yeah I quite agree with you I think education is such an important part because people are so inundated with uh, the media that they see with adverts and things like that on the TV. And then, you know, it's so easy to be coggled into thinking, oh, this is really healthy. It's, you know, it's Mm. low fat, it's this, that and the other. Mm. So um, I try to come from the premise that if we can get your gut working functionally as it should do, you're given the microbiome that we know that's in the gut there that is, you know, we're, we're 90% bacteria, aren't we? We're more bacteria than we are, what we are human cells. Mm. So if we can get them working for us because they help to produce uh, our B vitamins, they're helping us to produce our serotonin or happy hormones and things like that. So if the gut's happy, then the brain is working optimally. So then when the brains are working optimally, then we can look at things rationally and go, okay, you know, how can I change things in life? And you can actually look at food with an appreciation for real food. You're not craving all those those sugars and those processed foods that are just, you know, when you're not feeling great, they are so easy, aren't they, to come yeah. by and they give you that quick fix. Yeah. So that's, that's the angle I'm kind of coming towards with people. Yeah, yeah that's really interesting. I, I did a bit of research on the microbiome because I wrote a book about it actually, um, I've got it upstairs. Oh, the world, the world within. Yeah, yeah. The world within. Yeah. What What was really interesting in my research was that the different kinds of bacteria that mm-hmm. respond to the kinds of foods that most people eat, so junk, junky food, you know, high carbs, those sorts of things, yeah. actually signal for you to eat more. They create the cravings. It's they, so clever, isn't it? Yeah. So they they signal to the brain via the production of certain neurotransmitters, you know, sugar, sugar, sugar craving and, and actually yeah. keep themselves going. So <laughs> it's just I know. amazing. Um, so so they're clever little critters, aren't they, really? That, they you, you know, they're going to keep themselves going. But you raise. Yeah. Go on. Harry, I, I was just going to say, and then if you throw in a bit of antibiotics as well, and yeah. then you've got, you know, you've, you've disrupted completely the microbiome and then the bad bacteria are going to grow back that much quicker. Yes. And obviously they're the ones that are going to be craving those foods. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people ha- do have bouts of, you know, infection, which are treated routinely with antibiotics, or here's yeah. an important point. They have pets that are treated routinely with antibiotics. And of course we share we, we transfer our microbiome between Interesting. each other. Yeah. So if you, if you're stroking yeah, yeah. your pet and it's, you know, it's had antibiotics, it's changed its uh, yeah. bacterial complement. Uh, you're likely to transfer a little bit of that to you. So it can actually affect your microbiome. So oh, I didn't absolute, realize that. absolutely amazing. We, yeah. We tend to kind of share with each other, obviously with other humans in mm-hmm. your household. Um, yeah. There are patterns of, of kind of the types of microbes that are present in your gut. Um, but you raised a really important point there about the brain and the links between the gut and the brain. I thought I thought that deserves a little bit more um, 
understanding most yeah. people tend to think they're completely separate entities you know <laughs> that yeah. you know what happens in your gut doesn't affect your brain and vice versa tell, tell me a little bit more about that well, they're connected by the vagus nerve. You know, vagus is, is the Latin mean wandering nerve. It's the longest nerve in the body. So there are actually more connections going from the gut to the brain than there are from the brain going the other way around. It's got its own little its own little brain going on down there. You know, there's research to say it is your second brain, is it? Mm-hmm. I believe I read once that when the, the, the baby was forming, um that the you know you get the brain and then you get the spinal cord and you're then getting a digestive system even before the heartbeat starts to be created so it's the same sort of cells which backs up the the thinking that you know when you get a gut feeling about something that that's a genuine reason you know that it's it's reacting to the environment it's it's picking up you know from the brain and what have you so um if yeah if you can I think we we all instinctively know it uh, because if you you've had a really healthy meal and you you feel happy and you feel you know quite joyful and it's like if you've had a really crap day and you've eaten a load of junk foods you're feeling so lethargic and you're mm. just like mm. and it's just mm. like well there's there's a rationale for that mm. and being able to explain that to people mm. and to demonstrate that to people well different foods you know take your the known the known aggravators out for a while um and see how you feel and it's amazing the difference that people can feel excuse me i have to cough <coughs> but yeah yeah so taking changing the gut to change mm. the brain and now how about vice versa changing the mindset changing the brain mm. and the way you think about food for instance i wrote a blog yesterday called um food is not just energy you know it's more than energy it's it's a cut it's it's a transfer of energy actually from one form to another mm-hmm. it's a transfer mm-hmm. from food you know the energy in the food to yep. yourself but it's also um it changes the way your brain works and the ideas mm-hmm. you have around food are so significant aren't they as to how you will function how well you'll be in life you know so yeah. how do you go about kind of changing people's attitude to food and and you know creating these motivations if you like to to change their life I think you've got to meet people where they are because uh we all come from different backgrounds some people have been brought up where mum was home cooked you know other people grow up where you know mums had to work two three jobs so you know a lot of stuff came out of a box or what have you um it's being able to educate them to make it easy for people because I think when it's difficult then they won't stick to it if you can make it easy enough to make it to people, show them some really straightforward, easy recipes that they can do. They build in confidence then that they're actually comfortable in the kitchen. It actually is tasty. Uh, and then they're kind of like they, they especially when you've taken the over processed foods out, you've, they've got a natural taste back now, you know, and then when they, you know, they're kind of like, actually, this tastes better. I am. And when they when it tastes better and they enjoy it and then they start to feel better in themselves, I think then it just becomes um, this this, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy of then of kind of going, actually, I enjoy this. I like to feel this. I mean, I want to feel this way. It's possible to feel this way. So many people don't. So many people don't know what it feels like to feel well to have energy you know they wake up and they go straight for the coffee and any tea and it's just like you know you can have a cup of tea and coffee I'm not anti-caffeine totally in that respect but it's just like your body's just gone eight nine hours with no fluid 
you know, and now you're going to wacky in coffee. That's like getting in your car, stone cone, putting your foot flat on the floor and trying to go at 80 mile an hour. You're not going to do it any, any good, really, are you? You're going to do a lot of damage. So it's just giving them little tweaks each time, <clears throat> you know, to say, OK, try this way for a while. See if this works for you. You know, how about getting the water in because water is so fundamental mm. and it's one that people just don't think about they don't realize that how much that um you know they're looking for foods and actually maybe they might be dehydrated if they haven't got the water they're not going to process the foods properly either and they don't realize the lack of water how that contributes to the tiredness how you know it reduces their physical capabilities by at least 10 percent when you're dehydrated so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's given them little ideas, really, that they can work with, that they can implement, mm. uh, because to change to do change it all in one go, it's just like, I can't do that. Yeah. And we know so, that you see that with um, in January. What is it by about January the 17th when everybody's by then is given up on any New Year's resolution because, you know, they've tried to change too much too soon. Too much too soon. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> I like the fact that you mentioned enjoyment as well, you know, because so much of this, um, this, the diet movement, for instance, you know, mm. you're on a diet and, and it's all about deprivation. It's all about restriction. It's all about c- yeah. controlling what you eat. And, and uh-huh. what you're talking about is actually adding in things that make life more joyful. And, and uh, as you said, a self-fulfilling prophecy, because the better you feel, the more you're more inclined to, to have these foods. I, that way. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got a, a an experience actually which was really funny um oh it must be over 10 years ago now I went on a a green juice week um at, <laughs> a week at a, wow. at a retreat yeah uh but it was a very strange experience actually because the woman that ran it was a very evangelical woman I mean I don't mean in a Christian sense I mean she was just mm-hmm. absolutely green foods were it and if you had anything else you were you were she actually said sugar is the devil she said that one day and, <laughs> and I'm like well sugar, you know sugar's nice sometimes you know it's just yeah. we, have, we have too much of it but I had I I went from my normal diet to mm-hmm. green juicing just green juicing nothing else and my body just went into free fall you know um, yeah. uh, but by day four after I went through a great deal of sickness actually I actually literally vomited a lot because we had we had um, uh, very strong liver detoxification as well. Um, uh, the grass, what's it called? Um, green oh, wheatgrass. Wheatgrass, yeah. Wheatgrass oh, juice wow, as well. Yeah. So it was very it, cleansing. It was it was, a, it was too much. It was exactly what you're just describing. Too much, too soon. Mm. Um, so I went through this massive detoxification. But what I remember is by day four, what I craved was salad. Crunchy. Yeah something with a texture that I could chew but it wasn't (laughs) sugar it wasn't crisps it wasn't things that you'd imagine Mm. it was a crisp juicy salad that is what my body was saying I want I need and so we moved on day four to solid food and and then we sort of picked up and it went back to kind of more like your normal diet but Mm. um I think we are you know we have to acknowledge we are psychological creatures as well and that mm-hmm. making food palatable, making it um, a joyful experience and tasty, you know, is a really big part of yeah. moving people from where they are to where they want to be. So how much do you kind of educate people as well as kind of giving them plans and ideas? How much education do you do? Um, well, if they go through, I'll, I'll take you, I try to get them to do the 21 day program initially. Yeah. Now, yes, that is quite strict, but that's because we're, we're trying to get, 
get them to a level where they can then carry on themselves. And then um, off the back of that, then, as I was saying to you, once they're, they're helpful with the gut is functioning properly, then I can coach them to see how they want to change life in generally. So, um, yeah, you need to do, I think you need to do a lot of education around, you know, we were saying that food, if food's there to be enjoyed, but, you know, to be able to adjust their taste buds to go, you know, this is why these foods are, are helpful. I don't know about you, I, I kind of find if I know why something is helpful, then I'm more inclined to do it. Um, and, you know, to be aware in those initial stages that, okay, if you've been eating a lot of sugar, a lot of caffeine, you like just like you did, they're going to be a certain amount of withdrawal that you're coming away from it. Mm -hmm. But knowing that that is normal and that is part of the course, mm -hmm. then you can go through it. Um, mm -hmm. And to be able to, to show them some really simple, easy recipes, because so many people, um, you know, it's ironic, isn't it, that we have a plethora of um, chefs on the TV and, and all these cookbooks. Mm -hmm. And yet as a nation, we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's just like, you're not actually doing the, the recipes, are you? Because you're probably sat there in front of the TV with a bag of Doritos. And cooking is, cooking is a passive, <laughs> cooking viewing anyway, is a passive activity now, isn't it? It's a bit, it's a bit it strange. Is. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, the, yeah. I mean, uh, I quite like Rick Stein because he kind mm. of inspires me to want to go and eat fish actually. Mm. But uh, and yeah, you can, there are different ones you can do, but um I forgot what you were saying really oh, well uh, the yeah, education and, and training kind of training people to understand more about <clears> their bodies and uh yeah. how much is that a big part of of transformation of change 100 percent. because if you've got the right mindset um we all know ourselves if you've had a bad night's sleep people don't realize how how that really impacts what you eat so if you've had a bad night's sleep for whatever reason, you know, if you've had a load of caffeine the day before, you've had a stressful day at work, um, you've, you know, you, you had an upset or whatever, and you've gone to bed on it, and you've not slept well, well, you're, you're going to wake up drained. And that, you know, your body is going to go, I need energy, and I need energy fast. So naturally, it's going to crave caffeine, and naturally, it's going to crave sugar, because it's trying to give you what it needs to keep you going. So it, it's kind of like, right, let's look at your let's look at your sleep pattern. Why are you? Why is your sleep pattern so bad? You know, a lot of people are going through the menopause and things like that, which I really feel for them because not being able to get a decent night's sleep is horrendous. And if you've got all the hot sweats and everything else going through it, that's me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm okay on that bit, but I get the other, I get the low mood side things. Oh. But um yes, to to you know support your your sleep pattern. Okay, so now your sleep pattern's good. You know, is your hydration levels are good? Are you able to drink plenty of water? Are you drinking, you know, your herbal teas and what have you? If you're going to have a tea or coffee, by all means, but, you know, don't hammer it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, think about the, the healthier foods to put in. So many of us start the day with high carbs and it's just like it's counterintuitive because mm -hmm. early in the morning is when your body is producing the most hydrochloric acid in your stomach to break things down so it's an ideal opportunity to put protein in and when we get enough protein in then we feel more satiated then we're not craving mm. all the other foods quite mm. so easily then so it's little tweaks like that that people don't know that you know they've been brought up on Kellogg's cornflakes for years and it's just mm. like I'm having cereal and toast and I'm going out the door with a cup of coffee I'm having uh, I don't know a sandwich at lunchtime and pasta in the evening and then they're going why do I feel so tired and it's just like because mm. you've given your body such a hit of 
um, wheat, which is highly processed, yeah. you know, you, you're you're riding that roller coaster of sugar, aren't you? And you yeah, go yeah, up yeah. and down and up and down. When people can understand that actually what I'm eating is making that worse, mm-hmm. if I can make little tweaks during the day, mm-hmm. actually, I don't feel quite like that. No. Then, then they want to carry on. Yeah, no, indeed. Well, I mean, I really admire that because I think it's it's great to be able to explain to people why they feel the way they do and how they can change it. And yeah. I know with my own sort of my own business, my own um, awareness is that explaining to people why they feel the way they do. So they, they come to me usually with with emotional issues or they've got symptoms that relate to emotional issues like fatigue and pain and anxiety. And and one of the first things I do with people is I explain why you're feeling the way you're feeling is not your fault. It's not because you've done something bad or wrong. It's actually your system is adjusting to the information it's got, you know, whether the food is the information or in my case, it's usually beliefs, um, past experiences that haven't been metabolized and the information is teaching your body that you're in a shutdown state that you're in threat you know so just destigmatizing that and saying this is what's going on and why the relief that people feel just to hear that it isn't them it isn't it isn't an unknown or unexplained thing which is what modern medicine says yeah. It says, we don't know why you've got chronic fatigue syndrome. It's just luck of the draw or it's genes. Mm-hmm. Two very easy options, but not, neither of them true. Uh, genetics have a very, uh, they do have a part to play, but it's the environment mostly, as you, as you know. Yep. Just, just to say, actually, there is a reason. There, is, there are reasons, pr- probably, and, and we can tackle them gently, bit by bit. We can reduce the negative information, this cycle mm-hmm. of boom and bust which is what you were talking about with the sugar cycle and for me it's seeing people you know um going into hyper arousal um yeah it, it kind of like oh wired and kind of like oh everything's on the go and then going and crashing which is the yeah. the, the hypo arousal so it, it's about balance isn't it and about giving people information that allows them to adjust their own bodies and this is this is a vital part of what we do uh, you and me in different ways so it's mm. empowering the individual isn't it and particularly that you see where people go I have no I you know a lot of them in that sort of chronic fatigue fibromyalgia don't really you know the pain is so the emotional pain is so hard that they've buried it they don't even realize that they've buried it and it's just like to be able to explain to them that you know there is a way out and to empower them to to be able to get there is half the battle and I think that's where complementary therapies have their place mm. and it, it would be so wonderful if they were they were amalgamated into the nhs uh, as a whole because my, my belief is has always been with any illness mm. if I, if you can take that person and you can look at their their um, nutrient status and get that at optimum levels so it's you know you've got the optimum levels of your b's your c's what have you your diet is is as good as it's going to be for and it's appropriate for you because you don't have to go down the keto or all these different ones it's just what is appropriate for for your body type for your genetics and what have you Mm. then whatever else kicks in you might need a little bit of medication here and there but not in the volume that we tend to give it out straight away. Uh, we, you know, we straight away go, we go for the pill and then go, there's the pill, carry on doing what you're doing, yeah. which, you know, it's complete definition of madness, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. If you carry on doing what you've always done, you'll get what you've always get got. What you've always got. <laughs> so uh, 
and it's amazing right now because we're seeing a lot of people um, having long-term chronic conditions and, and it seems to be increasing for various reasons. And, yep. and yet the, we, we mentioned it, the cognitive dissonance that this is anything that they could change or that, that could be something mm-hmm. going on in their bodies that could be alterable is huge. And it's sort of like you give away your power to, to be fixed. And that's yeah. certainly what I did when I got ill, because that was the only model I had. I, I, I do want to explain to people I haven't always been an yeah, alternative, yeah. you know, a person or, you know, I was very, very conventional, very straight down the line. Science, science was my God. Yeah. Um, although, I, of course, I had a very, very narrow vision of what the science was because I was only shown a certain aspect of it. The science actually yeah. behind a lot of these alternative alternative therapies I don't even like that word but um, no it's quite derogatory isn't it it's it's sort of like oh you're you're one of those alternative people or holistic is even worse but I mean it's a beautiful word but it's so it's used it's kind of overused isn't it but 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 it's interesting isn't it when you say that about you only know that because that's the level that you're shown and I always equate that to white light so there's ultraviolet light and there's Uh infrared now, just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. Mm-hmm. They are there. It's only when you get a rainbow, isn't it? And you suddenly go, oh, look, that's the colour of white light that's there all the time. But oh. you're, all you're seeing is this bit mm. in the middle. Mm. And, it, it, you know, that. there is a, ple- a plethora and a, a huge spectrum of what can work for different people. And, and like, you, mm. you know, with um, uh, Bruce Lipton, when he did the biology of belief, yeah. And, he, and he proved, didn't he, in a Petri dish that it's mm. just like, actually, if you change the environment, that cell went to become a bone cell, that one went to become a white blood cell. And he said the only difference he's changed is is the environment. Yeah. And you can see that in schools, can't you? Because you, you get mm. in the right environment and that child is nourished and they're given um opportunities to thrive and do it they do and then but you go into an inner city school and they're straight you know in certain schools where they might be it it might be derogatory it's like you're not going anywhere so end of we're Mm. not going to even put anything there of course Mm. they're not going to change because all they see is that they don't see the capacity that they can be so much more yeah so much more that that's beautiful we could have a whole another discussion on that and and I know that I'd love to maybe that's part two at some point (laughs) we must do part two I would love to I would love to be able to mentor a child really because I think oh it's such it's such um Mm. such an opportunity to be able to help them and go okay so so you want to go all right you want to be a footballer yeah so why why not give it a go see if you can do it go to put the training in go find out if you can do it okay you might not make it to be a professional footballer but you might enjoy it and have such joy doing it it's giving giving children in particular but anyone is giving them options it's opening up their world instead of closing it down because what illness does is it closes down your options yeah what schooling does is it closes down your options it should be the other way around but it just it narrows you and narrows you and narrows you until you're you're good for one thing or you know so I I think it's it's about opening up the dialogue with who are you who are you what Mm -hmm. would you what would you love to be uh, what how would you like to feel I, I that's a great question with clients mm. how would you like to feel right because everybody they might not know what they want to do or or who yeah. you know what what arena they want to be uh, in but they will know exactly how they want to feel you know yeah I, I want to be um in a in an area that that n- nurtures me that sustains me I want to have good friendships I want to have meaning in my life blah 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 and so I think people really can be empowered and that's really what you and I do yeah. in different ways 
And I just want to say to people, you know, you can transform your life. And it isn't this kind of cathartic, you know, massive shift that you will make. And once and that's it, it's a slow trickle process of changing certain things gradually, gradually, gradually. And my word. Well, I'm just so excited to hear what you're up to, Paula. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm I will definitely do another one, but I'm gonna draw this one to a close for now, otherwise we'll just chat forever. We will uh, yeah, we'll be there I'm, forever. We will. So how do people get in touch with you, Paula, if they, they want to find you? Um I have my website, which is mm-hmm. paulafenegan.co.uk. Can you I'm spell also, that? Can you spell um, that for people? Okay, so it's Paula P-A-U-L-A, yeah. and then Fenegan is F-E-N-E-G-A-N co.uk um they can follow me on instagram they can follow me on facebook and um they can also get hold of me on linkedin so if they want to know more about the what you know the 21 day kickstart or you know they'd like to go take it further and follow the full program and do rest refresh renew where we rest the body we renew it and then we go right okay let's think cognitively now about where you want to go you know just to have a coach there to support you to give you some motivation some goals and some tools to help you you know know your triggers know what your beliefs are know what your values are because they drive everything oh, uh, wherever you go really and people don't realize that oh that's another discussion we can have values and beliefs <laughs> because values are so much a big part of what we're seeing right now in the world and you know why Usually. we're at polarized ends of it you know because our values are different and um so the mm-hmm. top one of mine by the way is freedom it turns out or one of my top ones, the other top one is authenticity. So, um, but yeah, that's, it's a very yeah. big part of change is of finding out what your values are and and finding what fits that rather than going against yourself, which is what a lot of people mm-hmm. do and the way they fail. So, yeah. wow. Thank you right, so yeah. much for talking to me today. It's been a delight as ever. And Absolute pleasure to see you yeah, again. It's yeah. been a long while. And I'm, I'm going to say to people, you know, check this out. Um, find me on alchemytherapies.co.uk and also on myemotionalaudit.com and obviously subscribe take care everyone bye for now hey hope you enjoyed listening to rebel health radio do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon